Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. My hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who God called us to be. You can expect to hear me talk about things like Jesus, how ghetto adulting is, finances, dating, therapy, and honestly, everything in between. My prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Christel. Um, If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We're so happy to have you here. Um, Today's episode is actually a part two. We are doing a series called Trading Your Hustle for Harmony, where I'm sitting down and talking with my life coach, Ro. Last week was part one. So if you're jumping in today for the first time, you definitely want to go back and listen to last week's episode so that this week's episode makes sense. We are jumping right in kind of where we left off from last week. And we are going to be talking about some things like um, a fear of success, fear of failure, how to celebrate our wins and Rose going to share with us some of her productivity life hacks and how she invites God into her to-do list. So stay tuned. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. Any questions, comments, of course, DM me on Instagram at shinebrightpodcast. I would love to hear from you. And I always love when you guys send me encouraging messages. And of course, if you enjoy this episode, please rate the podcast. I know it sounds like a very cheesy ask, but honestly, the the higher rated a podcast is, the easier it is to be discovered. So if you enjoy this podcast and you want more people to find it, give me a rate. It's free, free 99. And it's something quick and easy to do. So, all right, let's get into today's episode. And I think another thing that we've talked about um, is actually a fear of success. When mm-hmm. a lot of people think that it's a, they're afraid of failure, like, mm-hmm. oh, what if, what if I fail? What if, what if I, I don't do it? Some of us think that it's a fear of failure, but it's really a fear of success. And you helped me to realize that it's not necessarily that I'm afraid to fail. It's that mm-hmm. I'm afraid of what does success look like and right. what do I do with it when I get there and whatever success means for me. Yeah. So can you talk through, I guess, the differences between the two? And again, any advice that you would have for somebody who actually might be afraid of success mm-hmm. and not realize that? Yeah, so I personally see a fear of success as like you said, someone who's afraid to get too big too quickly because their life may become unrecognizable, right? Mm. Or again, back to the haters, people may start to judge them or criticize them like, oh, who does she think she is? Or, oh, you've changed. Do you think I'll work this hard to stay the same? Yes, I've changed. I want a Jay-Z quote. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Listen, so money and success and impact, these are amplifiers, right? So if you have bad spending habits now, what do you think you're going to do if you win the lottery or if you blow up too quickly? You're just going to amplify that bad spending. So a lot of times, if we don't have the discipline and the character that we need before attracting that fame or success or whatever you want to call it, then we're not going to have the character to sustain us. So that's why, like you see a lot of celebrities where they blow up, they become an overnight success. And then the next thing you know, they're on drugs, strung out in rehab. Mm. How did that happen? They didn't have the character and the discipline to sustain them. So the success got to their head. So for me, I feel like the issue is sometimes we're not familiar with something and we're drawn, it it becomes a place of the unknown. So honestly, it's like the same side of the coin, right? The success is, wow, this is new. It's unknown. What if, what if, what if? 
Whereas the, the um, fear of failure, if you're a performance-driven person who you've never failed, that's going to haunt you because you're like, oh my God, my first fail, my first F, my first, you know, my, the first time I missed something, the first time I, I didn't do the way that I was supposed to do. Now, I'm not no psychologist. I did minor in psychology, but I will say that a lot of times we need to look at our upbringing and our childhood traumas. So if you had a critical parent or if you had people who mocked you for failing, then maybe that's something that's being triggered. Like, but what if that happens again? Right. So I think you really need or to think you through these things. Mocked you for who does she think she is or exactly doing, like being too bold, I guess. And I think mm -hmm. maybe that's a little bit where mine was coming into play where you have that. I think my negative voice in my head was like, you know, who do you think you are type of thing. Right. And obviously that comes from somewhere and people mm -hmm. like thinking that you were shining too brightly and wanting mm -hmm. to like tell you about yourself. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, even on the other side, so. I'm going to use a really bad example. There, there are women who are so used to being in bad relationships that if they meet someone who's really good, if they try to mess it up, that self-sabotage that we talked about, mm -hmm. because it's new. They're used to relationships not working out. They're used to the domestic violence. They're used to being beaten up, being cheated on, being mistreated. So when they see something different, they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going to, going to happen. It's the fear of the unknown. And then they're the ones who self-sabotage. Right. So I think it's the same thing when when you feel inferior or you don't feel like you're worth the success, then you do something. Most times it's unconsciously where you're just like doing doing silly things to mess it up for yourself. So I feel like it's just it's the same side of the coin, the fear of the failure, whether it's a fear of success, but it's self-sabotage. Mm. Yeah, I, I think. I was, I was thinking of an analogy, but yeah, I think it's to your point of sometimes it can be subconscious and it's not mm -hmm. like, oh, let me go do let this go. thing to yeah. ruin this. Um, it could just be, I'm avoiding doing whatever work I'm there supposed to be know. doing. So I'm scrolling on Instagram mm -hmm. or I'm going to binge watch six seasons of Sister Sister on Netflix when I should right. be doing something else. I think right. for me, it can, it it looked a little bit like procrastination in the beginning. And because I'm Ooh, able to see that and call that out, we're going to talk about procrastination. That's <laughs> um, but I'm able to like see that and call that out now and mm -hmm. not, um, not allow myself to self-sabotage in that way. Yeah. Um, and so I want to talk a little bit about perfectionism mm -hmm. because <laughs> so that segues right into that um, because you helped me to, see that perfectionism is really just a um just procrastination in disguise mm -hmm. and we we hide behind like oh I just want to be perfect but it's like um no you're actually just procrastinating like <laughs> do it and just put it out there right <laughs> so yeah I think you you've definitely taught me a lot about that and would love um for you to touch on that a little bit perfectionism and realizing that sometimes people can hide behind I want it to be perfect and really right it's, oh, you're just afraid of doing it, or you're pushing, kicking the can down the road. Oh, yeah, that's good. So again, you know, harmony is big for me. So that means I'm not an extremist. It's not, oh, just put out this crap product and hope that someone purchases it. And the other side is, I'm going to work on this project for 200 years, and then I'm going to put it out because I think it's perfect, right? So I'm not saying, oh, just go put something out there and hope it sells when you spent like a minute on it. And I'm not saying the opposite. So 
I personally noticed that I use the word perfect a lot. So, and part of that is just, I'm a natural optimist, right? So someone will send a text like, hey, you want to hang out? I say, how is seven? They say good. I'm like, perfect or awesome, right? And then what, what would happen is a lot of people feel like the world is out to get them. I actually believe the absolute opposite. I feel like the universe and the world is just conspired on my behalf. And that's something I got from the alchemist. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I walk in grace and favor and I just celebrate everything. Right. So I'm like, Oh my God, a parking spot. Perfect. Item on sale. Perfect. Plans didn't seem like they were going to work out, but they work out. Perfect. Right. So one day I was working on my second book plugin and my sons were so cooperative. That book got released in 2017. So my older son was three and the baby was probably seven months, right? They ate their meals, we did bath time, we had the nighttime routine, everything was just perfect. So what I was like, I was like, okay, as long as this happens, I can write my book. The kids need to go to bed at this time and then during this perfect situation, I will write my book. What I needed to be mindful of is I don't become a perfectionist or always waiting for the perfect situation to execute, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to be careful that these high expectations or these perfect situation did not lead to justifiable procrastination. So the, couple, the next couple of days, they weren't doing, I'm like, wait, wait, what happened? I need to write this book. Like you're <laughs> supposed to be in bed. So then after a while, I'm like, no, I'm just going to have to write it. So there were many nights I wrote with my laptop on my lap and my son nursing because I just needed to stop waiting for the perfect situation to make it happen, right? Mm. So I say all that to say, a lot of times we're trying to attain something that's unattainable. We just need to move right now. So stop delaying movement or progress in the name of perfection. Stop delaying the book or the podcast or whatever in the name of perfection. I believe in excellence. I believe in putting in work and sweat equity, but stop Mm. using perfection as an excuse to delay what you know you're supposed to be doing. Mm. So I think it's really interesting that you touched on kind of the situations around you kind of conspiring on your behalf. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, personally, I don't, I don't subscribe to kind of the whole universe thing, but like I just substitute it with God, like God is working on my behalf to make things happen. Like, like you and I meeting, like, obviously Mm -hmm. that wasn't, I'm not like, Oh, this is a coincidence. It's like, Oh no, God, made sure that none of my other friends could come because right. if so I would have been so wrapped up in my friends and that your friends couldn't come and that you and I kind of came together at the same time and here we are however many months later talking right. about this and I think perspective and this goes a little bit off topic from like productivity but I think more just like about your outlook on life I do think mm-hmm. a lot of people have this like oh my gosh things are happening to me mindset mm-hmm. and they they play the victim a little bit and like oh my goodness like life is you know dumping on me I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop and it's like if you can change your perspective a little bit and this is something mm-hmm. that I've been working on just like instead of being playing the woe is me card like okay yeah. how how is God using this even if it's not always like you said be like your sons and everything perfectly aligning together and it's like right. oh this is the perfect night okay how is God kind of using everything and how mm-hmm. can I change my perspective to thinking about like oh, this is happening to me instead of like, this is happening for me. Even if it's happening to stretch me and challenge me and like, right. you know, really just work out some kinks within my heart, it's happening for me, not to me. And so that's just like a side nugget. That's not even like, that wasn't even originally on the menu for tonight, but <laughs> for whoever is listening, that is just a side nugget to just start looking at life as what is happening for you instead of what is happening to you because it really well, will yeah. change your perspective. Go ahead. I just want to say that 
I disagree that that is even a sidebar. I believe that your perspective and your mindset is like productivity 101, right? Mm, okay, well, you the coach, I, not I. <laughs> I really do believe that because if, if you are, like you said, a victim, I have to get you to have an, a victor mentality. If you are always looking at, you know, reacting to the way things happen or thinking that everything is happening to me, I have to get you to change your perspective to take ownership and accountability of where you are today, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't think perspective and mindset is far-fetched at all. That is right. <laughs> that, that's on the menu. So I definitely believe that um, that's, that's very important to discuss, yeah. Okay, well, that was y'all's second entree. So, boom, that wasn't even <laughs> planned. It wasn't in my notes, but I just felt it in my spirit. So, hopefully that was for somebody. Um, okay, so we've talked about a lot, and I'm, I'm loving this conversation. I hope that my listeners are just gleaming a lot from just the, the gems that you are dropping. One other thing, and I feel like I'm just, it's like a diary entry, like all the things you've taught me. It's like a long testimonial, but um, truly they've been super helpful things, but you have taught me how to celebrate my wins and to mm -hmm. stop moving the goal post. And mm -hmm. so for some of my friends that are listening that, I don't know, I might have friends in like two camps that are like, wait, what? Like Brianna doesn't yeah. celebrate. I, I absolutely like go big for like events, friends, things mm -hmm. happen in friends' lives, birthdays, cool. But what I realize is that I don't always celebrate the small things well, mm -hmm. things that I deem small and you'll be like, wait, how many listens did you get this week? And I'll be like, oh, like I got, you know, 600, 800. You'd be like, ma'am, what are you doing to celebrate? And I'd be like, oh my gosh, wait, I didn't even think about it. Hold on. Let me get back to you tomorrow. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even know. So mm -hmm. I think, why do you think that we don't celebrate ourselves enough? And I have my mm -hmm. own thoughts on that, but I think I'm just curious to kind of know yours. Like, why do you think that can be hard. Um, Cause I don't think that's just a me thing and you could tell yeah. me realize, but I think in general, like sometimes we struggle to stop and be like, I did that. Like right. yeah. as much as we should. That is a good question. And my first response would be to say that I don't think we were taught to celebrate ourselves, right? We were taught to be humble and this yeah. false humility and this fake pride is what has us so bound right so we can't do the little shimmy shake and the little pat on the back because then we're going to look like we're arrogant why mm. is that so extreme why can't i celebrate myself why is it okay for me to be everyone's cheerleader but then i can't be my own cheerleader right mm. and then if that's not okay then i'm always waiting for someone to be my cheerleader or waiting for and then I'm validation right yeah. so then i'm like oh she didn't even call me and tell me congratulations on my podcast episode um ma'am, you need to celebrate yourself. Stop looking to the left. Stop looking to the right. The one you are waiting for is you. As cliche as that may sound, you're the one you're waiting for. So with celebrating our wins, I feel like sometimes it's easier said than done. Um, but I do believe that we should love ourselves so fiercely. And it kind of goes back to the shine bright, right? So if you see me celebrating my wins, then I'm indirectly giving you permission to celebrate your wins. Mm. And then I'm also teaching other people how to treat me. So I think we should love ourselves fiercely. We should reward ourselves because there's this big switch. Like as a mom, we go from, oh my God, the baby pooped. Oh my God. And it's like <laughs> this big thing to, oh my God, the baby's walking, the baby's talking and we're celebrating everything. We're celebrating everything. And then it's, there's, it's just this screeching halt like, wait, what? You got a 94? What happened to the other six points, right? So it's like, 
we went from this extreme of we're going to celebrate everything to nothing is ever good enough. And that can mess someone up. So if you don't do the internal work where you're asking yourself these questions like you're doing right now, like, wait, why is it that I don't celebrate myself? Why doesn't it come naturally to me? Why do I feel odd or where to do this? Again, it goes back to your upbringing. It goes back to your environment. It goes back to your culture. If you're from a family where everything is celebrated, then it's going to be natural to you, right? So I think that's part of it. Um, if you want to jump in really quickly, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, so I think, two, so two different things. So you touched on, I think sometimes as Christians, right? Like we're mm -hmm. taught to be humble. We're taught not mm -hmm. to brag. And so I think sometimes that is just like woven into the fabric of who we are as Christians. Yeah. And I think, of course, there's a way to do that, right? Like you don't, you do it with tact, right? You don't just right. go in everyone's face like, boom, guess You're what I'm doing now? <laughs> right, like that's probably not how you should do that. Um, but I think for me, like when I sat and thought like, why don't I like to do this? I think as Christians, we're just taught not to boast. Self-promote, right? Like, yeah. Right, boast, self-promote. But I think too, when you have this, constant hustle mindset mm -hmm. and I love how you said trading hustle for harmony that will be the name <laughs> of this podcast <laughs> when you have that hustle mindset it's always like okay what's the next thing and mm -hmm. so I'm always like thinking about what's the next thing and so right. when the thing that I was praying for before happens because I remember when I just wanted to get my podcast to 1,000 listens and I was like so <laughs> excited about that and then I remember when I wanted to get my um shine bright podcast instagram to 100 followers and like i'm like mm -hmm. at two something now and now i'm like oh i can't wait to get to three and so right. for anyone that is listening i'm sure again i'm not the only one that moves the no. goalpost um but make sure that you are stopping and you are again it doesn't have to be a loud celebration but it can be <laughs> like i bought myself these roses because i'm like i did so much and we just this is gonna be our self-care it's wonderful <laughs> It can be your own silent celebration. Mm -hmm. It can be telling your good girlfriend, like, you know, hey, I just got this um, brand ambassador sponsorship for X, Y, and Z. I'm so right. excited. And let them have like a little happy dance party for you. Also letting other people celebrate you. Um, yes. And just learning how to do that with tact, but not being afraid to do that. Like you've literally made me start planning how I'm going to celebrate things. Like, I think I told you on Sunday, like all the things I had on my to-do list and you're like, okay, how are you going to celebrate at the end of the week? And I was like, Oh, back to you. Yeah, um, uh, you're, it, I feel like that question always catches me off guard, <laughs> but I am working on it. But I also yeah. think that I, because of the way that I like manage my finances and things like that, like I'm always planning on what I want to get myself. Right. Like, oh, how am mm -hmm. I gonna, you know, like right now I really want a pair, a new pair of UGGs, and so I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna get myself that like the first week of October or the second week of October. So I also feel like if you're used to treating yourself in that sense of like oh well, I'm constantly like thinking about like keeping my running list of things that I want to buy and mm -hmm. because of COVID it has shut down like the spa treatments and all that stuff right. so when you're like how are you going to celebrate I'm like oh well girl I'm already buying these Uggs but maybe my Uggs would be my celebration but I was already going to do it anyway right <laughs> but yeah I think it's I think it's important to if it doesn't come naturally to you schedule time and ways to celebrate yourself and I think it also helps you to realize what are the things that you genuinely enjoy doing when yes. you started challenging me in the beginning when I was putting out my podcast episodes and you were like how are you going to celebrate and I was like oh I think I'm going to do my nails and then I mm -hmm. realized how much like doing my nails brings me joy like I yes. love it and so 
anyone that's listening, I think if you start challenging yourself, it can be very small things for anyone that is just struggling with this COVID time, that's struggling with, you know, everything that's happening, like, hey, how am I going to celebrate getting out of bed today and showing up? How am I going to celebrate the fact that I, you know, I'm still logging on to my meetings for work and I'm still getting work done, even though I don't a hundred percent feel back to normal because of everything that's going on. Like really keep stock of the things that you were getting done. And even if it's something as small as like, Hey, I got up and changed my clothes today because I know some people are really (laughs) struggling with some serious depression right now because of COVID. So if it's like, yo, I got up and I made food today or Mm -hmm. I got up and I went outside, like, don't overlook those things like a baby step is still a step and respect Mm -hmm. that so I know things aren't all peachy and hunky-dory for everybody right now and so don't forget to say you know what I'm gonna tell myself great job because I got up this morning I'm gonna tell myself great job because I actually responded back to a text message today I'm gonna tell myself great job because I brushed my teeth like whatever it is whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you you know are struggling right now like seriously like don't be afraid to celebrate the small things for sure yeah and I definitely love that you talked about like the little luxuries because a lot of times when you talk about celebrating the wins they're like well you know it's not in my budget and no one is asking you to spend money so right I love that you talked about what do you like what do you enjoy what do you savor right so for me these are the most inexpensive things it's like the essential oil it's the bubble bath it's the candles i mean you can get candles at the dollar store so let's not pretend like you have to spend twenty dollars you can get some soy or make and make your own i made one for this pandemic and i'm like this candle smells amazing all right so we got a candle company going no (laughs) No. i just messed with you but um yeah I, i definitely want to drive that point home that you do not have to go out and buy gucci you do not have to go out and even spend 20 dollars. you do not even have to go out it could be all right i did that pat on the back netflix and chill that could literally be it it doesn't have to be something where you're consuming more time and then you're going to feel guilty about it. It doesn't have to be something where you're spending more money that you're going to resent later, but it could just be you figuring out what do I enjoy? What right. do I like? What do I love? This is how I'm going to reward myself. It could be a letter to yourself where you read it later and you say, okay, so whenever I'm feeling this way, read this letter. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to talk about the goal post because success is a moving target, right? So you mentioned you had, you wanted one follower, then you wanted two, then you wanted five, then you wanted a thousand, right? That is just the, <laughs> it's, it's a mission, but we need to make sure that we define success and we redefine success so that we know what it looks like. Because otherwise, like you said, it's the move and goalpost. So I like to give the example how in the beginning, you know, you get your high school diploma and like, yes, I got my degree. And then you get a bachelor's degree of associates. And then people are like, wait, you don't have your master's? You get the master's and people are asking about the PhD. It's the same thing with your adult checklist. So you're single and you're like, God, when is my man going to come? The man comes. Yes, okay, am. God. So well, when, when are we going to find out what we're doing with our lives? What is our purpose? What, what is our alignment? And then God tells you, then it's like, all right, so when are we getting the kids, the house? And then it's just like, you're never grateful. It's just like, God is just this vending machine where you're like, insert coin, drop man, insert coin, you know, like. <laughs> Girl, if only it worked like that. <laughs> That's a whole kidding. different podcast. <laughs> but, you know, like, we keep moving the goalposts for happiness and we need to have happiness outside of our ex- external circumstances. And I guess that's really joy, not happiness, right? Yeah. So if we say, you know what, this is my goal, anything above that is 
cherries and rainbows. Mm-hmm. But we need to have, yeah, go ahead. We need to have a, a, a mark. And also not making it. So again, I love that you asked me, cause you asked me this, I think two weeks ago, yes, like what, <laughs> no, it was, two, it was the last call, but you were like, what does success mean for you? Like, how uh-huh. do you define sex? Success. <laughs> Don't know. Get it together. Girl. Anyway. <laughs> We are not defining that. Um, How do you define success? And I think, and I I think what you said is like, my definition of success is not necessarily this moving target. So it's not like, Mm -hmm. oh, when I get X amount of followers, that's success. Like I was like, success for me looks like living a life on my own terms, Mm -hmm. being able to wake up and do something that I love every single day, being able to travel, et cetera, be with my friends and family for the small and big moments, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Like that is what success looks like, being able to show up for myself and the people that that are around me. And um, the way that God designed me to in, in my fullness and being able to make money yeah. doing that. Um, <laughs> but when you make success, like, oh, success for me is uh, 10,000 listens on a podcast. Once you hit that thing, like, yes, of course, the, the target's going to move and you're going to constantly be on this treadmill or this hamster wheel of like, mm-hmm. okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? So one yeah. that happens when you're not taking the time to celebrate yourself, but it's two right. when you, like you said, define success as a moving target. Oh, success mm-hmm. is when I get uh, a college degree. Okay, cool. You got that. Now what? And you just no, keep now doing what? it. Like yeah. what, what type of successful life do you want to live in? Don't make it quantifiable like this, mm. like, oh, when I hit X amount of my bank account or when I have this many listens, followers, whatever, right. like what are the feelings around success that you are trying to accomplish? I think is, right. is really important for anyone that's thinking about doing that exercise. And I think it's a great one. Define what success means. You've had me define mm-hmm. productivity. You've had me define, redefine self-care. You've had me yeah. do a lot of definitions. I can start my own dictionary, but <laughs> Brianna's dictionary coming soon. Right. But um, yeah, like take the time. I think that's homework for anyone that's listening. Define yeah. productivity, define success and define self-care for yourself and what that means and know that you are holding you accountable to that. Like nobody else, yeah. it's not a school assignment. I'm not going to peek over your mm-hmm. shoulder like, um, what is this? What'd you get? Right. right. You hold yourself accountable to what that is. And I think that has been made a huge difference um, for me and you helping me to redefine um, how I have been defining these things in the past. Interestingly enough, that's something that my husband and I are working on with our six-year-old because he defines success in a competitive way. So he'll say, oh, mommy, I'm faster than Nate. Oh, mommy, I got this better than this person, higher than that person, greater than that person. I'm like, honey, success is not competing with your peers. Mm. Success is competing with your past, right? So it's the same. And your potential. So it's the same thing like progress. When I used to teach in China, I would have kids get like, I taught English in China. I would have kids get like a 30 or 40. Once they got a 42, we were having a party because it's not that 42 was what I wanted them to get, but it was better than the 30. So it was celebrating those small wins. And they would look at me crazy like, ma'am, um, I failed. And I'm like, yeah, but you did better but than you your yesterday. you failed higher than you failed last time. <laughs> right? <laughs> you did better than your yesterday. So yes, um, someone else got a 90 or someone else got a hundred, but you got a, a 10, a 20, a 30. So you are progressing. So I am pleased with the success and the progress that you're making. Mm. I love this man. There is a, I don't know if you know him. There's a pastor from Bahamas. He's deceased now, but his name is Miles Monroe. He talks about success and the way he talks about it, it's finding out the will and purpose of your life, why God created you 
and measuring that, right? So if God created me to, let's just, let's just say my purpose on, on, on the earth is to be the best wife to my husband, right? And I'm out here like, oh, I want to be a life strategist. I want to be a productivity coach. And then I'm getting the Forbes review. I'm getting Oprah calling me. Ellen is looking for me. Everybody wants yes. to interview me. But my husband is like, where's my wife? Can I just tell you that I failed completely? Because if God called me to do something and I'm over here pursuing something else, then that's not success. Anybody who does not know Miles Monroe, you need to check him out. He has a plethora of resources on YouTube. He has all this information. But if you need to know more about success and that moving goalpost, listen to Miles, M-Y-L-E-S, Monroe, M-U-N-R-O-E. He will set your whole life and let you know that this is just God's vision and purpose for your life and you attain in that. That's basically what it is. It's not competing. Well, oh, Brianna has 5,000 followers. I need to get 5,001. No, find out the will and purpose for your life. And that's what success is. That's why it's not a moving post, right? I love that. And it reminds me of, so you just using that example of your son. So I remember so funny when I was in school I used to feel like I was always doing just enough to be like the best in the class right like the best in the class and my barometer was always who I thought the smartest person in that class was and I just got to be a little bit better than that person and so I lived my life like oh I just got to beat whoever x y and z every single class and then when I graduated or I had my first internship it's like you're looking around you're like I have an individual project. Like there's no person to beat. Like there's nobody in this room to tell me what good looks like. And so I realized that what I was doing is I was, when you get an A, right? That is at the discretion of your teacher, right? What an Mm. A, what A work looks like. But it's a whole subjective grade. Right. But I was getting a lot of A's, but I would say I was probably, and this is no way a brag on myself. Like I just know how to cut corners to be honest, but I was getting A's. But I was like, I wasn't truly like working at my potential. It was just like, mm. yeah, like I'm getting this A. But when I graduated and I'm like, there's no teacher giving me an A, right? Like there's no teacher with this like, oh, well, this is what A work is. It's like, how do I tap into my full potential and giving the quality work that I know is the best work for me? It was really hard when I didn't have those people around to be like, yeah. oh, let me see. What, what did you do? You did a six page paper when we only had to do three. Okay, I'm gonna do seven. <laughs> So I go above me. I'm like, no, now it's just Brianna versus Brianna. And I think Mm, if you were in that mindset of like, oh, well, I just got to do better than her or I got to do better than this person. When you are out in the world, and I know many of my listeners, because I know, you know, you guys are similar ages to me. Y'all are out in the world. Y'all out of school. There's nobody to compare anything (laughs) to but yourself. So you are competing against you. And once you let go of trying to do what this person's doing, try to be better than this person. And you just try to run your race against you. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's a, it's a different, it's a different level of success and different level of shining bright, to be honest. Cause I'm not trying to shine brighter than the person next to me. Right. I'm just trying to sh- shine as bright as I was made to shine. Period. And also accountability. It's accountability to God. Like God told you what your race is and you're over there looking at this guy. Like you are not running against both. You are not running against, you know, all these other people. You are in your own lane, your own path. And I'm not going to dog out social media because part of my success even came from one of my clients saying, oh, Rose, my productivity coach. And someone said, what's a productivity coach? And she tagged me. Fast forward. I started coaching her and she referred me to a bunch of people. So I'm not going to dog social media out. 
it's a great tool. What I will say is that you have to be careful because it can be dangerous. Because if you're looking at all these people's perfectly pitched content on Instagram or whatever tool or platform you're looking at, and you're trying to compete with them, one, not even knowing their whole story, that is so dangerous. Mm -hmm. So I love when you say like, when you have the internship and you're like, wait, so who am I going to compete with? You're yesterday. I was like, this is an individual project. Ain't nobody else on this project for me to outshine. Like, it's just me. (laughs) Okay. I got to outshine myself. Yesterday. There you go. (laughs) I absolutely love that. And honestly, like, I know we can continue to talk all night, but I want to be mindful of your mommy and wifely duties. Um, So I want to ask you two last questions. Um, And maybe you can combine them into two. But I know, again, you do productivity project management and productivity coaching. Um, So I would love to know what are some of your productivity hacks and things that you're like, okay, this is like my zone and when I can be most productive. And Mm -hmm. then two, which you can combine it or it might be a little bit different, but how do you invite God into your to-do list? Like when you have a million things on that list, how do you invite him into that? That's a good question. Um, I'll start with the God part because a lot of times... Yes, I always start with God. <laughs> I always got to start with God, right? This is something that I'm working on um, on a daily basis because I move very fast. I'm not the kind of person who sits and wallows and thinks and I'm not indecisive. I get an idea in my head, I'm like, boom, I'm working on it. So a lot of times I had to kind of like backpedal like, oh God, that was you, right? Like, <laughs> you good with that? You know, like trying to go back, like, are you okay with me doing this? And then, you know, just kind of be like, well, I mean, you put the desire in my heart, Lord, like obviously it was you, right? So (laughs) I have to be very intentional about it. So before taking something on or before, you know, planning out my days, like I'll be quick to get in my planner or put things on my calendar or say yes to something. And then I have to be like, God, did you open that door? Right? So I think it's one understanding that God should be included in it. That's step one, you know, just the awareness of it to being intentional about inviting God in because the Holy Spirit is a gentleman, right? He's not going to push himself, force himself on you. Like me, ask me, ask me. He's going to sit back and chill, but like, all right, I'm here. I'm here when you need me. So one, I would say, know that it is important to ask God for his wisdom to invite him in and be intentional about including him. And it's interesting that you asked this question because I remember like right around when the pandemic started, cause you know, everybody was like holier, holier than thou and everybody was like mm-hmm. super safe during the pandemic, like when it just sure. started. I remember talking to God about like just my Q2 goals and my quarter three goals and saying, what do you want it to look like? And at that point, I got so much revelation where I know that there was no masterclass, there was no degree, there was nothing that I could have taken or done to get the download that God gave me in literally seconds now it's not always like that sometimes i'm like hello hi can you hear me (laughs) are you on the line (laughs) are you you on the line right so i got so much information from god i'm like yo god is the ceo of this company Mm. i might be this the operating officer i might be the director or i might be the executor or i might just be the life coach but god is literally i'm looking the employee like (laughs) right you're running this ship. I'm just doing what he does. I just, I just work here, right? right? God is literally the CEO. He gave me so much content. So I'm glad that you asked me that because when you ask God for wisdom, he will tell you. Mm-hmm. The only caveat is you have to make sure that you're not looking for perfection or looking for it in your favorite way, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be 
this divine and on God spoke. It, 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 it may not be like that, right? It could literally be Brianna calling like you and me. be like, hey, what do you think about that, right? So just be open to the fact that it may not come in the package that you're expecting, or it may not even be the answer that you wanted, but he, he, he still speaks to us. I'm yeah. a firm believer in that. Um, I think the other part of your question was like with the whole project management and productivity coaching and some productivity hacks, right? Yep. Look at your memory. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so I would say, you know, I'm all about defining stuff, right? So you want to redefine productivity. You want to redefine self-care. You want to redefine, um, Success. success though that's already a homework from brianna i would say dispel myths and dismiss thoughts that no longer serve you or if you've heard something that everyone seems to love but it doesn't work for you don't try to fit it so one of these yeah. things is stop trying to multitask everyone is always like oh you need to multitask um i'm not no neuroscience um productivity coach but i do not believe in multitasking i think it's actually a myth if you think about doing two things, you're actually not doing two things at once. You're literally switching back and forth from one to the other really fast. Mm -hmm. So if you just did the one thing at 100% and then worked on the other thing, the success factor would probably be greater. So I would say don't try to multitask or don't try to split your attention in too many different ways. Just yeah. work on one thing at a time. Um, another thing I would say is work on your most important work first. So if and your day your gets attention. derailed, hmm? yeah, I was going to say, and the one that has a time deadline, like the one that's urgent, right? Yes. It has a time deadline. I would say work on that first. So if you have like 10 things on your list and something happens, your day gets thrown off or even something as simple as traffic, you want to make sure that the most important thing gets done at your peak time. So if you're a morning person, go ahead and knock it out. If you're a night owl, go ahead and knock that out so that if nothing else gets done, that most important thing gets checked off. Yes. I'm a big believer in like chunking and, and batching things. If I'm working on content creation, I like to do everything while I'm in that mindset so that I'm not like trying to get back into the, into the zone. Or I'll say, okay, I'm going to do laundry, grocery shopping, all, all the domestic. So I like to group similar tasks together. Mm. But honestly, like after us talking today, I would say two productivity hacks are one, say no, <laughs> learn how to say no, and two, take a break, sleep, mm. take a nap, self-care. I love that. So for, for sure, definitely take a nap. I'm a big advocate of napping. Um, but for me, two of my productivity ha hacks, one has definitely been like writing a to-do list, like mm -hmm. anything, because I, so to your point, multitasking is not a thing, but I always feel like I have like and probably most women feel this way, but like, I feel like I have multiple tabs open in my, like window browsers oh, yes. open in my head at one time. Yes. And so Guilty. I'll go from like thinking about one thing and then like, oh, but I got to do groceries this way. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, but Lincoln, my dog, I got to, you know, make sure I get him. And then, oh, what about my cousin that I told I was going to do this with? And so what I've had to do, because when you're going to bed with all of those windows open, okay. the way that I have found out how to close those tabs is literally get it out of my head. So anytime I have something to do, I write it down, just get it out. Mm -hmm. And then the second part of that hack is that I actually will reorganize a list from order of importance to least importance or the order yeah. of like, what will I be mad about if I don't get done today? Like what will keep me up if I cannot get that done today? And that has helped me to like, let some things go where it's like, look, okay, yes, maybe I want to wash the dishes tonight, but I ain't going to be mad if it don't get done, but I'll be right. mad if I don't post this podcast episode. Right. Tonight. So there you go. I think 
you know, for anyone that's listening that is trying to figure out like, okay, how do I um, beat the, beat my own system and figure out how, how do I become mm-hmm. productive, write that to-do list, write it from order of importance to least importance and check those things off as you go and make sure I always, I also write my to-do list before bed so that it's a I brain though. These, yes. I don't have these tabs open in my head. Um, yeah. And then lastly about, um, inviting God into your to-do list. I remember I read a devotional that said, trust God with your to-do list. So you have written that to-do list, right? Mm-hmm. But trust God with it. Like, I think it's easy to like, once you write out and you see like those 20 things and you're like, how am I going to get this done? I don't have enough time. Literally what I do is say, God, you will help me get done. What is most important to get done? And what does yeah. not get done? Give me, help me to give myself grace to not beat myself up for not getting it done. And I literally give him my to-do list. And it's not always easy, right? Sometimes I'm like, okay, God, like, let me just do the thing. But trust him with your to-do list and trust him with, not just trust him, but you need to be consulting him beforehand, like open hand, and I share this about me moving to Indiana where I was like, mm-hmm. okay, God, this is what I'm going to do. This is my plan. <laughs> All right. So I'll meet you there. And I right. got there and he was like, um, <laughs> yeah. So what I have learned is to be like, Hey God, these are all the things that are on my heart and on my mind. Mm-hmm. You do what you want to do play. Like leave me where I'm supposed <laughs> to be. Cause I ain't trying to have another wilderness season and no Indiana again. So okay. open hand and like, don't just write your list and be like, okay, God, like help me. Like, and I know that's what I just said, but basically ask him <laughs> to be with you through that whole process. So ignore what I just said and hear what I just said that time. Okay. <laughs> I love you. You're so funny. So, you know, actually there is a scripture, um, you know, that scripture that talks about where like a tree planted by the roofs of water, mm. there is an annotation by Charles Caps, and it says the grace of God allows even my mistakes to prosper. Yes. And that is something that I've held on to since 2008. When I was planning to move to China, I was doing this whole tally situation, like, so what do you think? Um, What do you think? You know, like, okay, two people said go, one person, you know, like doing this tally, because I didn't believe in my ability to hear from God. Mm. So eventually I got to a place where I'm like, shut it all down. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. I need to hear from God and just believe that the reason I'm going is because I feel like he told me to go because I didn't hear this audible go to China voice, right? But I... I remember someone saying to me, um, I don't think it's God's will for you to go to China. And I'm like, well, I already told them that I'm coming. So how about you pray that he will have mercy on me if I wasn't supposed to go? And that's when I found that scripture that says the grace of God allows even my mistakes to prosper. It's Psalm 1 and verse 1 to 3. Um, yes, but does. I say that for two reasons. One, that person who told me that they didn't think it was God's um Will was actually my husband. He wasn't my husband at the time. And I'm like, <laughs> how dare you? But I guess on his agenda, he was like, well, God told me you're my wife. So how are you going to be going to China? Right. That's a whole long story. Plans, girl. Right? But I do want to add balance to the to-do list because I love doing a brain dump. It, actually, it absolutely clears my mind out. But sometimes these to-do lists, and this is me speaking from personal experience, these lists deplete my joy. They are blood sucking. They are time consuming. I'm looking at this list like, when am I going to get this done? I feel like it just attacks my time and my energy. But that's why I love when you say, talk to God, find out what's important, prioritize them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll share one quick story because I know you're still a little bit salty that I called you selfish. Ah! So <laughs> No, I'm not. So one day um, I had this to-do list and I had this bright idea. I have a partner. I just need to partner with my partner. So I said to my husband, hey, babe, here's 
probably like 13 things on the list. I'm like, here's my to-do list. Can you just put your name beside which one you can help me do? And then he puts his name on like one. And I'm like, okay, so there's still 12 things. How does this help me? And he said, you said you, you need me to do it today, right? And I said, yeah. He said, well, I can't do it today. So this is the only one I can do today. I'm like, okay, fine. So do you want to do it tomorrow? And he's like, long story short, at the end of this whole back and forth, he said, you wrote the list. Basically, he was saying this self-inflicted, blood-sucking, depleting joy, attacking your energy list, you are the one who created it. And I was like, ooh, clutch and froze, like, ouch. But it was such revelation to me when I realized a lot of the overwhelm that I feel was self-inflicted. I'm the one who wrote this ginormous list. So I'm the one who can say, put this on Thursday, put this on Friday. So I love that you incorporate that where you're like, these are all things I need to get out of my brain so I can actually sleep, but everything does not have to be done today. Let me talk to God. Let me holler at him, see what he wants me to do. And then let me just plan it out and put it on my calendar. So I love that. Girl, easier said than done. And also I'm still a work in progress because you've definitely <laughs> taught me how to do some of those things. Um, this is, so you said that quote about, or the quote of that scripture in Psalms about how God uses our mistakes. So um, I do want to share this other quote um, that, my best friend where are you my, trying to outdo me is like your success is based no. on <laughs> no it's just this quote that i that you just made me think of this quote and i'm like you know what? if god is leading me to use this quote somebody might need it i'm not composition good <laughs> <laughs> so my best friend bought me this book last year um mm -hmm. and this was when I was still in Indiana and I was like, how the heck am I going to get back home? Mm -hmm. I'm just, I was overwhelmed. And in this book, it was like these letters to yourself um, or yeah, basically they're not to yourself. But anyways, it says, dear self, <laughs> you are not your mistakes. You are allowed mm -hmm. to misstep, get lost and still manage to find your way home. Failing creates space for lessons and only mm -hmm. you have the power and wisdom to learn from your shortcomings. Mm, I so, love that. Yes, I will send you a screenshot of that. But to anyone that needs that reminder, I just felt like, you know, that might be necessary for some of us to hear that, um, that you are not your mistakes. Um, I love that. So I drop. <laughs> well, that leads me to my very last question about any of your favorite life quotes that you have to share. I feel like we talked about them. One was definitely that Marianne Williamson, you know, mm -hmm. our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. It is our light and not our darkness that most frightens us. Um, and then if I wanted to go scriptural, I would say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm, okay. Come on with the Christian mug, the typical Christian <laughs> mug quote. <laughs> right. Uh, well, thank you so much. I so love this conversation. It felt like uh, a free coaching session, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, this was wonderful. And I hope my listeners are taking away um, just so many pearls. I think you shared so much with us. Um, so I want you to kind of share where people that are listening can find you if they're interested in coaching. You mentioned um, a course that you've done, books. Mm -hmm we're listening. <laughs> All right. So again, my name is Roseanne Owagwe. That is U-W-A-G-U-E. My website is just my name. So it's roseanneowagwe.com. So that's R-O-S-E-A-N-N-E-U-W-A-G-U-E.com. You can find 
um, a lot of information on my website. I have free resources, and I'll free this downloads. In the show notes. So people that are awesome. listening are trying to write it down. I'll I know, right? They're like, what? Say it again. What? what? Um, yeah, so you can definitely find me on my website. I am on Instagram, kind of, sort of. It's <laughs> Life Coach on Fire. Um, the course that Brianna mentioned is a course on Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y. I actually created a coupon code so that you, you, you that your listeners can get it for ridiculously um, deeply discounted. <laughs> um, awesome. The coupon code is just BK2020 and I'll send it over to you so that they can have the link and the coupon code so they can get the course for $20. Um, I did this as a quick course, something that I literally threw out into the atmosphere for beating the productivity slump. So a lot of things that we talked about today in terms of harmony, success, trying to do it all, how do you do it all? I just gave really quick tips. And if you have questions after, feel free to reach out to me via email. I'll be happy to answer those questions. So yeah, you can find me on social. You can find me on my website. Awesome. Well, I will put a link to all of that in the show notes so that people can find you on Instagram, your website, and um, a course to get some of your quick tips on productivity, as well as the coupon code. Thanks so much for giving my listeners a discount on that. We really appreciate that. Um, But thanks so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate you so, so, so much. This was everything. And I know you don't like talking to people. So being on this podcast with me so long, my heart is warm and I know you love me. I hope you have enjoyed this two-part series and that you are taking away just some tips on how to unapologetically make time for self, how to not be afraid of success or fear, and just some productivity life hacks. So hope you enjoyed this episode and last week's episode as well. Again, if you're just jumping into this episode, you want to go back and listen to last week's episode so that you can hear all the great gems that Ro dropped. Um look for the show notes for her course that she mentioned using the code BK2020 to get a discount as well as um, the links to her books and coaching with her etc so thanks so much you guys thanks for tuning in of course this podcast was helpful please rate it because again it just helps this podcast to be more discoverable but all right I hope you guys find a reason to shine bright on purpose and until next week see you next episode